Mishnah Gimel, Antignus is Shalcha Kibo Mishim and Atzadik. Antignus is Shalcha was Makabal Torah from Shimon Atzadik. Huhayoimer, Altiu Kavodam Hamasham Shinas Harav Hamanas Lakabal Pras, El Havu Kavodam Hamasham Shinas Harav Shalom Hamanas Lakabal Pras. Don't be like servants who serve their master in order to accept the, the prize, the reward. Be like servants who serve their master, not to accept the prize. Serve the Reparnish Islam, not in the interest of schar and so forth. Rashi and other Rishayim make the assumption that this is another way of saying, avoid me ahava, serve Hashem from ahava. The statement, don't serve Hashem in order to accept the reward, is a way of telling me your motivation and how does Hashem should be love of Hashem. I think the reason why they understand this way is when you're talking about pras, reward, you're talking about the question, what's in it for me? What's motivating me? What am I getting out of it? So the statement, don't serve him for a prize, is implying there's another motivating factor for you, i.e. ahava. It's not simply don't, don't serve Hashem for a prize because you need to listen to the master like it or not. Perhaps an Avaida which is more Yeradic, right? Because the whole question and assessment about a prize is suggesting there's a greater personal motivating factor than a prize. And that is when one is in love with Hashem, what the sense of fulfillment, the sense of they are getting out of it is much greater than a prize, than a reward. Right? As they say, the Balatanya would say, I don't need your own haba, I don't need your schar, I just need you. When I need a mitzvah, I need you. So it's the natural assumption of precluding reward is there's something more personally fulfilling than a reward. In this vein, the Mishnah then continues. The Mora Shamayim Aleichem, you should have Yer Shamayim as well. In other words, the Mishnah, according to the Shonim, I believe, is saying you should serve Hashem with a sense of Ahava. That's what the first statement of the Mishnah was saying. And you should also serve Hashem with Yer. Ava and Yer, we need both of them. We need to serve Hashem with a sense of passion, connection. This is what I'm pursuing. This is what I'm interested in. And also with a sense of Yer, that it's not about me. I am subordinate to. Hashem, Av and Yira, these root roots of the two major amigos, Chesed and Gula, passion and discipline. One needs both of them, but they are the motivating factors rather than reward. Now, it's well known. The Rambam cites here a statement of Chazal. Antigmish Soho had two Talmidim, Sadak and Baisas, and they misunderstood Antigmish Soho's teaching about the not serving Hashem precluding the reward, Ayom Haba, as the motivating factor, which was understood to mean that Khalilah there's not an Om Haba. And in the words of the Chazal cited by the Rabbah, powerful words, and he said, In came in Tikva, there's no hope. The suggestion of no afterlife, no Ayom Haba, a person in a place believing in There's no hope. It's a powerful, powerful lush, powerful expression. Life in this world really doesn't make sense. 
if one just has an Olam Hazadika measure, it's impossible to cope with Olam Hazad. Tzadik Virale, Rasha Vitovlo, the pain in life. The only way we would be to cope with Olam Hazad is with the understanding that we are conscious of a very small sliver of reality. We are living here as part of something much larger. Right? So in Tikva, there's no hope. And this led them to fear. And as the Rambam says, really, they would be hired for an effort. They would undermine everything. They realized a movement of total fear would at the time and in the middle year, they would not pick up steam. So they simply targeted towards all that. Now, many understand from here a criticism of sorts against Antignish itself, that he wasn't clear enough with his Talmudan, that his statement that Olam Havel is hard shouldn't be the motivating factor. He should have been very clear it's not the motivating factor, but of course it's true. I was always troubled by that understanding. It seems like a very, forgive me, stupid, childish mistake on Sadiq Ambassas' part. The statement that Sahar al shouldn't be your motivation, how is that saying that there is no al it's, it's a very, It's a very childish mistake. I refuse to believe that Tanah were making a mistake like that. There's no question that on a logical level, on Tignish's self-statement, that Olam Hava is not the motivating factor, does not mean there's no Olam Hava. Logically and rationally, I think they understood it. I think what was going on here was something else. This is my so this is my suggestion for you. We, and I'll conclude with this, we human beings are not called clinical, rational creatures. We're creatures of heritage. We live in the realm of emotion, in the realm of the experiential. So, for something like Olam Haba to be real, it needs to be discussed. It needs to be a, a part of the discussion. It needs to be a part of the chinuch, a part of the mitzvah. Right? If Olam Haba is an abstraction, then a person's going to be left in a place functionally believing in just an Olam Hazax. Olam Haz is what we have in front of us. It's our sensory reality. If Olam Haz is and not a part of our life, it's going to be relegated to an abstraction which doesn't really matter. Olam Haba needs to be a part of our life. You didn't need to live with Olam Haba, talk about Olam Haba. So when Antignish Sochos whole Chinuch was de-emphasizing Olam Haba, because he was talking about serving Hashem me'ava me'yira. Don't serve Hashem for a reward. The de-emphasis of Olam Haba as part of the active discussion, as part of the issue discussed in their base medrash, that relegated Olam Haba to the realm of the abstraction, which functionally leads a person not to believe it anymore. Functionally, Chalilua leaves Tzadik and Baisis in a place of saying, ain't tekva. The, the reality as we know it is really dislike and it doesn't really make sense in this life. Right? So what I'm suggesting is we need to be able to talk and communicate and live with many different factors. We're serving Hashem like the Balatanya said. Hashem, I want to be with you for you alone. No more. That's enough of a motivating factor. At the same time, there's an Olam Hapa. 
Olam Haza is not what it's about. Olam Haza is a very small sliver of reality. It's a small piece of the puzzle, and it's going to take on a much larger dimension in Olam Haba. In fact, I would like to suggest that seen this way, Olam Haba is not really a prize. It's not really a prize anymore. That bliss of Tzadik Himnanamiziv Hashchina, that connection to Hashem of Olam Haba, you don't have to think of it as a prize, as a reward. It is that same drive for connection to Hashem which you were experiencing in the mitzvah in this world, which is really continuing in the next world in a greater, closer sense. Hashem, I want to be with you. I want as much dveikas as I can have with you through the mitzvah here. And then the olam haba doesn't distract, doesn't dilute that discussion. It is the continuation of the continuum of even a greater intimacy, even a greater dveikas, which we will have, not approaching the patoris schar, Torah's a reward, but as a natural outgrowth of the motivation for Dvekas. This is, I suggest, a perspective of Olam Haba which we need to live with, we need to articulate to our children, because Olam Haba is too precious not to be discussed, not to be lived with, and that, I believe, is the tragedy of Tzaddik and Baisus.